I saw this story over the weekend and wanted to reach out to the father involved. Uh, the DDSB wants parents to prove for kids that are online in their system that they live in Durham region. And we're going to be joined by uh, a father in who's got kids in the DDSB in grade six and eight saying you're asking too many questions. I'm curious to find out more about the story. Um, that's for sure. So Amkar Ar- Arasaratnam joins us on Toronto Today. Thanks very much for the time, uh, Amkar. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Greg, and I'm so glad to hear your son's doing better. Oh, doing a- a- absolutely. Well, he's being, you know, demand, just sitting on the couch, making me wait. Uh, it's a good thing I waited tables once, Amkar. I'll tell you that. Like, I, uh, I, you know, he hasn't tipped me yet, but maybe that's uh, maybe that's coming. Tell us about your situation. You've got your kids in online schooling. And you started getting messages from the DDSB saying, send us this, send us that. So where, where, where's the divide here? What, how did this begin? Yeah, it's a great question. So earlier this year, just after New Year's, we received an automated email from the DDSB saying that online students now need to prove their residency or the residency of their parents anyway. And um, I found that curious. I found it quite strange. Mm -hmm. Um, And in going back and forth with the DDSB, it turns out, well, they are actually late in this obligation. The ministry had asked them for this information prior to the school year beginning. And they were they were trying to uh, catch up on their overdue uh, accountability. So they're they're late on this. And when did your kids start going to school uh, on online, they they haven't been. When were they last in class? I suppose is a better question. Um, like March of 2020, where just yeah. before lockdowns and everything like that began. So, what's the next step in this process here? Are, are, like, are they still asking for things that you say? Why are you asking? You should already know this, and we've given you this kind of documentation before. Yeah, um, that that's definitely a situation. Maybe to back up a little, the entire idea behind this doesn't sit right with me, mm-hmm. and and here's why. So if you think about, if you have a credit card and you call into the bank, you've got folks that have access to very sensitive information. And there's all these processes and controls around how that information is accessed, how they're monitored when they have access. <clears throat> and even if the intent isn't that that person at the credit card call center is going to commit any fraud, they understand that with access to this kind of information, that's a possibility. And they put a lot of controls in place. The DDSB, however, is asking us, hey, provide a bill, provide a credit card statement, provide proof of your property taxes, provide something to this nameless person on the other end of a Google Meet or a Zoom, and trust us that everything's going to be okay. So firstly, from my perspective, I'm not one to share sensitive financial information or personally identifiable information with random people on the internet because they asked for it. That that feels a little uncomfortable to me. But secondly, this is the kind of information that could easily lead to something like identity theft or another kind of compromise, even if they're not supposed to write it down. The fact that they're asking for this makes me a bit uncomfortable. Now, the second bit is the ministry and the DDSB have asserted that this is to stop people from defrauding the system, people that are out of the school zone attending DDSB. That just feels like hubris to me, but that's an emotional reaction. Like, is the DDSB that elite of a schooling system that we have people trying to enter illegally from all over the world? Is that what they're concerned about? 
And what I'd love to understand from the ministry is if you add up the requirement for these kind of heightened controls around the person that would be inspecting this information, even if they're not writing anything down, or they shouldn't be writing anything down, and you contrast that with the amount of loss that they're predicting occurs from people illegally or fraudulently entering the DDSB from out of region, like, what's that math look like? Well, I, I, let me let me jump in and say it's probably very small potatoes. And, and to, to your point, what would be the motivation for someone living in England? What would be the motivation of someone living in the southern United States to attend an online school class for the DDSB? It's not it's not a this isn't. And, you know, this happens in sports a fair bit um, where there's there's borders and there's waivers and. For a kid to go play somewhere where he doesn't necessarily live, you could have tremendous controversy. But this is public school. So yeah. why would this happen? Beats me. But I'm just I'm just that parent that's saying, hey, why are you asking this? And I've had a lot of other parents in our community that maybe aren't as outspoken or as vocal, but I've also said, hey, yeah, why are they asking that? So I guess, you know, coming back to first principles, mm-hmm. the idea is that the Ministry of Education and the Durham District School Board that, like all school boards, post my Karis is a private corporation. But the idea is they're supposed to be acting on our behalf. And the idea is that they're supposed to be serving our kids with a good education, not questioning the integrity of the parents and assuming that every parent has to prove their right to enter online school, which, as you put it, just like, the reality of somebody intentionally defrauding the system to do this just seems so outrageous. I'd love to see numbers. Like, I'm a logical guy. Show me that there has been X thousands mm. of dollars and this ration of fraud, and this rationalizes the heightened controls plus the full-time DDSB employee that has to go through this for thousands of students. Is there is there a middle ground and a, um, a, a a point like is a driver's license something you'd say? Sure, I'll show you my driver's license, but I'm not going to give you a mortgage bill. I get and especially with the data leak that you point out, a lot of people wouldn't want that. A lot of people, you know, what car your wife drives, where you live, like these are private issues. I'm not sure a school board needs that. But is a simple driver's license um, good enough? Like, where would you meet in the middle on this? Well, Greg, then we get into a different problem, right? Because there are people that don't drive. There are people that don't have licenses. What do they do? And it's, it's this, yeah. you know, it's turtles all the way down at some point. But the, the current practice and the spirit mm. of the Education Act that's supposed to govern all this, and look, I'm not a lawyer, but I just read. It states that when students first register for school, so when they're in kindergarten or entering school in grade one, whatever it is, they have to prove their residency to the regular school. And by the way, all this only applies to the online school. This hasn't changed for the regular schools in person. That's right. That's right. That they have to prove residency at that point. Or let's decide you decide to move out of Ajax and move into where I grew up in Scarborough. You then have to prove to the TDSB, since you're entering a new school system, that Mm. you have residence there. That to me seems reasonable. Mm. And that's what we were operating under. But the fact that we've been here coming up on three years now, and the ministry has now decided that on an annual basis, the school boards are going to have to request this information, combined with that concern that we discussed about the cyber, 
incident that they had in November, where they still haven't closed yeah. the books on that yeah. or released a report. <laughs> you know, this this isn't adding up for me, and it feels kind of weird. I think it's. I, I think most people listening logically would say it sure shouldn't be a one a one time a, a, a year thing. Um, Car, I've got to leave it there. But thanks very much for. Uh, for uh, for explaining your situation, and let's stay in touch on it and, and see where it goes. I appreciate you coming on the show. Pleasure. Thank you, and I'm glad to hear your son's doing better. Thank you. Amkar uh, Arasaratnam joining us, uh, DDSB, uh, fellow DDSB dad.